Hello everyone, thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Throne Room Encounters. My name is Ashley Catois. In the last few months, I have been praying about a way to tell about all God has done for me and my own personal Throne Room Encounters. An encounter is to meet unexpectedly a chance meeting. This is exactly what a Throne Room Encounter is, that moment when God steps into the room and the atmosphere changes. Join me each week as I talk about miracles, healing, answered prayers, promises from God, and so much more. Hello everyone, I hope you've had a wonderful weekend. Uh, Happy Labor Day. Uh, If you can't tell, my voice is a little bit gone and my nose is all stuffy. I've been sick all week and today is the first day that I've had very much voice. So... If it sounds a little bit muffled throughout it, or I have to pause a minute, it's because of being sick this week, but I do feel a lot better. Um, God has been dealing with me about today's podcast for the last couple of weeks. It seems like every message I've heard or article I've read, anxiety, worry, and fear are mentioned. Even people I follow on Instagram are posting quotes, scriptures, and ways to overcome one or all three of these things. One page I follow on Instagram called Her True Worth, it's actually a book by Brittany Mayer and Cassandra Shear, I'm sorry, Cassandra Spear. If you don't follow their page, you need to. It's it's so uplifting and has helped me tremendously. Um, I haven't read the book yet, but I want to. One thing they posted recently spoke so strongly to me, and I'm going to share it now. When you are feeling anxious, try this. Number one, get alone in a quiet, calm room and read God's Word. And this this works. Um, I've done this many times when I've just needed a little extra help. Psalms 94.19 says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. When I read this scripture, it immediately took me back to a time when when I felt like a million voices were in my head and it seemed like I had a multitude of thoughts and it wasn't good thoughts, it was tormenting. And um, you may hear, uh, you know, voices in the head and think, you know, she's crazy, that's not normal. And, you know, when I heard that term, I felt that way too. But a few years ago, uh, probably, probably close to eight years ago, I had that issue And it was from things that I allowed in and things that I read. And I didn't even realize that I was opening a door into the spirit world, allowing these these spirits to torment me and drive me crazy. And uh, I remember one time I was at home by myself and uh, I was just in the kitchen cooking. And it was as if the voices were so loud and almost as if they were arguing and warring at each other in my head is what it felt like a battle going on in my head and I literally wanted to curl up on the floor and cry and I remember immediately it was just like something spoke to me and just told me to get my Bible so I went and got my Bible and I couldn't even think of a scripture to go to so I just opened it up and I started reading and it was as if the voices just calmed down and immediately left and That was probably the first time that I realized just how powerful the Word of God is. You don't even have to read a scripture about what you're going through. It can just be a random scripture, but it's the Word of God. And uh, Sister Tiffany Smith, 
a few years ago, I went to a ladies' conference, and she spoke at this ladies' conference. And one of her messages that she, she spoke about uh, was titled, What to Do When You Find Yourself at Wit's End. And uh, she talked about the power of God's Word, the power of praying God's Word, and what it could do for you. And it was life-changing for me. I'll never forget how just unbelievable it was. It opened my eyes to see just what God could do. And one thing that really hit me that she talked about was 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, um, if you read in the Bible, it talks about how... Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting to it. I'm a little fuzzy today. But it talks about how all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And the Greek word inspiration means divinely breathed. That means all scripture was divinely breathed straight from the word of God. When she said that, it just hit me. I was like, that's unbelievable because, it, you know, you don't even think about it that way. You think about it as a book that was written so many years ago by all these different people. But it, they're, it's real stories. It's real things that happened, and it's straight from God. And um, she gave, I have two pages of notes from that, that service and um, from that message. And she talked about when she needed something from God, she prayed the word. And... She said that um, she would just, you know, be praying and God would lead her to a scripture and she'd open her Bible and read it and it was one for just what she needed. And uh, she gave a list of things that was, um, that was things she felt like were important. And uh, the first one was uh, to pray. She said, you always pray first. Number two was fast because fasting is a tool. And number three, speak faith. What gets God's attention is faith. And number four, worship with everything you have. And this one, when she said this one, I um, immediately started thinking about, and any of you that know me, uh, I tend to be very loud and pretty crazy in a worship service. And uh it just amazed me that whole service the first night I watched her because she didn't care who was looking at her and she was up on the platform and she just prayed and worshiped with everything she had she didn't care what she looked like and that just hit me because I realized you know that's that's what God wants is everything and I wasn't the only one that, that was like that um, and the last thing she put on here was prayer cloths is a tool and I'm gonna get back to those and talk about those but um the rest of the list for the Her True Worth book, um, I gave you number one, and number two on their list is Remain in Prayer, which is the, you know one of the same things Sister Smith talked about. Don't let the enemy keep your heart closed to prayer. When you feel frozen in anxiety, pray. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. This scripture means to pray until something happens. Pray until the atmosphere changes and you feel God step into the room. And I've talked about this before, to pray until something happens and until you feel a shift in the atmosphere. Number three on the list is inhale, exhale, and be still. And you may think that's crazy and it doesn't work, but sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and let it out when you're dealing with anxiety or stress or worry. But also, 
one thing that I've started doing when I'm doing that is when you take that deep breath, think about the fact that God created the very breath that you're taking. He created it to do, you know, so many different things. And uh, there's a song by Maverick City Music that I love called Just Breathe. And that's exactly what it's talking about. Just breathe because it's a miracle. You can breathe. So when you're in that season of anxiety or stress or worry or doubt, remember to breathe. But also remember who created the very breath that you're breathing. Um, Psalms 37 and 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. And that's the first part of the scripture. And that's just telling you not to, you know, don't stress about it all. Just rest easy and know that God's in control. Number four says to recite God's word out loud with power. And that helps. That's what I did in that moment when I felt like those voices were just overwhelming me. Psalms 119 has multiple verses that I feel like would work for when you are feeling anxious, fear, or worry. When I read this one, it brought me back to Sister uh, Smith's message, and I told you a little bit about that earlier. And um, when she, uh, and she's from, she's a pastor's wife from Dayton, Ohio. If y'all don't know who she is, she's a tremendous, tremendous speaker and lady of prayer and worship and uh, such a sweet and wonderful woman. And um, that, that, ladies meeting it just forever changed my mindset about the power of God's spoken word out loud and uh, the five things that she gave and I'm sorry I told you I was a little fuzzy but the five points that she gave that I read off the pray first fast you know because it's a tool um, after those five things um, she spoke about the importance of praying the Word of God, and she told a story of a preacher's wife who went on a mission trip with her husband. This preacher's wife contracted, or I'm not really sure how she got it. I think she said from drinking the water, but she got some type of disease or sickness while on the trip, and uh, she was sick and in a lot of pain, and she could hardly walk. And she, um, from my understanding and what Sister Smith told us, she went to a doctor, I think, in that area she was in, and then when she finally got back to the state, she went to the doctor again, and they just, they told her that she was very, very sick, and it was serious. And that night when she got ready for bed, she was just so tired and exhausted and sick, and she felt like she just could not go on. And uh, she was trying to pray, and she couldn't find the words. Does that sound familiar? She just couldn't find the words. And, uh... So she, she had to crawl out of the bed and crawl across the floor to her bag. And she got her Bible out and she crawled back to bed. And by the time she got back in the bed, she was so exhausted. She couldn't even hold her Bible up to read it or, or think of one scripture about healing. So she opened her Bible and just laid on her chest. And she just, she, she fell asleep crying and in pain and needing God to move. And uh, when she woke up the next morning, God had healed her completely in the night. The Word of God is so powerful. And I've said this in every podcast, I think, but it's so true. When you can't find the words, God still hears you. 
Psalms 4 and 8 says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. When worry or fear, when worry and fear are keeping you awake, pray this scripture out loud. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When your mind is going crazy, turn it over to God. Pray the word. Begin to thank God for all that he's done for you until your mind begins to clear. It does work. These are just a few examples that she gave in her message. And if I can attach the message for you, I will. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'll see what I can do about getting it attached for you. Uh, she talked about the importance of a prayer cloth also, and a prayer cloth works. I can tell you so many different times that I've used a prayer cloth and God has moved, but uh, one thing in particular, she told a story about how she used one during a trial her family was going through, and she anointed it with oil and prayed over it and cut it into pieces and put a piece under the mattress on all her children and her side of the bed and Brother Smith's side of the bed. Not only did God move in the situation, but her and her husband received miracles in their bodies. And, uh, I mean, it works. It definitely works. But one instance for me that I would like to tell you about, and uh, probably, close for pro probably close to eight years, I suffered from depression so severely, I would close myself off in a dark room and cover my head with a pillow. It continued to worsen to the point I did not want to be with anyone or around anyone. And one Sunday morning, Pastor Robinson was preaching, and he stopped in the middle of his message, and he said, God can heal depression. And I remember just in that moment breaking down crying, and I didn't care that he still probably had something to preach or that the service we were, you know, the service wasn't over. It wasn't altar time. I just went up front. And as soon as he prayed for me, I felt something shift in my spirit. God immediately healed me. And when the service was over, I asked Pastor for his handkerchief. And still today, it's under my mattress on my side of the bed. There are times I've been down, but never again have I suffered from depression like I did then. Depression is a real thing. It's it's a struggle, and it's hard to deal with. And I can honestly say it's it's tormenting and... I dealt with it for many years, but you can be delivered from it. If you suffer from anxiety, depression, worry, any of that, you can you can pray about it and fast about it and worship when you don't feel like it. You know, that's a hard one to come to church and worship when you don't feel like it, but you do it anyway. And uh, And get your pastor to pray over a prayer cloth or your pastor's wife. And you put that under your mattress and you see what God can do for you with that. I had, I have some other things that I thought about talking about today. But uh, I just feel like this is where God has kind of stopped me is on this. And there's a, there's a scripture, Isaiah 35 and 4 says, Say to those who are panicking, panicking, be strong, don't fear. Here's your God coming with vengeance, with divine retribution. God will come to save you. And I'm not sure what version that is, but it just struck me the way it was worded. I thought, you know, that is so true for everybody. And uh, you can't let the devil tell you that God doesn't care about you when you're in those moments or that you can't overcome them. You can and you will overcome those things. And uh, 
I have 10 scriptures for overcoming fear and anxiety. I have more than that, but I thought I would start with a few if you want to get these and study them for yourself. And uh, one of them is 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Philippians 4 and 6, Matthew 6 and 34, Joshua 1 and 9, 1 Peter 5 and 7, 1 John 4 and 18, John 16 and 33, Colossians 3.15, Deuteronomy 33 and 27, Hebrews 13 and 6. And um, another one that's a favorite of mine is Jeremiah 29 and 11. Um, there's just so many. I, you, if you are, um, if you do journaling, I've written down scriptures for years, either in the front of my Bible or my journal, that just years later I may pick it up and read it, and it helps so much. I hope today's not been too much of a jarbled mess. I hope that um, that it's been a blessing to each of you. And um, when you feel like the devil's fighting you, use the Word of God against him. When he's when you feel stressed, just open your Bible and read a scripture. You may not even read one about. You know what you're going through another story she told sister smith told in that message that struck me was there was a they had a service going on and there was a woman at that service who was uh she was homosexual and they knew that she was and this woman this elder in the church she um she was known for praying for people and God just really giving them a miracle or helping them and they told her you know that this woman was homosexual and it felt like she really came for deliverance and this woman walked just walked behind her and they could see her stop behind her and she was it looked almost as if she was whispering not talking to the woman but just whispering and um when they asked her after church what she said because the Holy Ghost just came down in the service and the woman prayed and uh, she was delivered from that, and um, you know she she got complete deliverance from it, and and was going to church and doing well at that you know the point of this ladies' meeting. And they asked this this elderly sister. They said, "What did you do?" And she said, "Another woman that was standing beside her. She said she was saying the Lord's prayer. It wasn't even a scripture that had to do with what was going on. She wasn't reading or saying scriptures about deliverance. She was just saying the word of God out loud, and God delivered them." So the, the Word of God is powerful. You can use it as a weapon and a tool against the devil and uh, against any you know anything that you're fighting. I hope y'all have a wonderful Labor Day and God bless. Just a little thought I want to leave you with. An interesting system has been used for capturing monkeys in the jungles of Africa. The goal is to take the monkeys alive and unharmed for shipment to zoos of America. In an extremely humane way, the captures use heavy bottles with long narrow necks into which they deposit a handful of sweet smelling nuts. The bottles are dropped on the jungle floor and the captures return the next morning to find a monkey trapped next to each bottle. How is it accomplished? The monkey, attracted by the aromatic scent of the nuts, comes to investigate the bottle, the nuts, and is trapped. The monkey can't take its hand out of the bottle as long as it's holding the nuts, but it is unwilling to open its hand and let them go. 
The bottle is too heavy to carry away, so the monkey is trapped. We, we may smile at the foolish monkeys, but how often we hold to our problems so tenaciously as the monkeys hold to the nuts in the bottle, and so figuratively we carry our bottle around with us, feeling very sorry for ourselves and begging for sympathy from others, even from God. This is so true, and I thought it was, you know, just a little bit amusing, too, because, you know, we've been compared to monkeys for years by people that believe in in uh, evolution, and, you know, they say we evolve from a monkey, and sometimes we may act like them, but in this case, um, I feel like it's so true. We don't want to let go of things, and that's all God's asking us to do is just surrender it all to Him, so today if you want to just think about that little thought and think about the fact that when you turn it over to God and give it to God and it becomes his problem it it takes a load off of you and helps you through whatever you're going through so y'all have a wonderful Labor Day and God bless